podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Welcome to this week's Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey! Pod 209. Ooh. Sponsored by Vector Printing for all your print and embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk and that's Vector Weather. Okay. Okay, come on. Okay, Jay. Thank you. And um, JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Very will, good. will, 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 right after this pod. Very good. Uh, that's a very excited James Endicott. Yes, I'm very excited, yeah. And we've got a very happy Kevin Day. Hello. I assume. Yeah, yeah. Apart from it being the summer. And Andy Street. You right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, because Palace... Well, is it, is it fair to say... Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to Hennessy. Is it fair to say that Palace at the weekend pulled off the result of the season? G- you know, given Chelsea's form? Uh, oh, I've got a stat. We can start with a stat. In terms of bookies' odds at the start of matches, mm. it was the third longest... So the first no of the season not ever because I mean what? then you'd we'd probably be cutting out some really big upsets I think first was Watford's win at the Emirates second was Swansea's win at Liverpool, Liverpool. Mm. and the third was our win which I was surprised by given that Chelsea are runaway winners and yeah so I, was by that. I think a few weeks ago we would have been far longer to win that but it's a big 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 shock yeah, the strange thing was that so many Palace fans the amount of Palace fans who said to me before the game I think we can get a point here yeah. There was a certain cautious optimism from Palace fans based on the upturning form and also we've not done badly at Stanford Bridge in the past, but I don't think any of us would have predicted that result. Not and not the circumstances as well to be to defend that lead for so long. Well, I mean we were always saying, don't we, under Pardew we'd have lost that five yeah. like, two. If there's ten minutes of injury time under Pardew, they would have scored three times in ten yeah, minutes. Exactly. Yeah. I was I was more concerned about losing when we went two on up. I just thought that's it was almost like, oh, we're two on up now after eleven minutes. We're definitely not going to win. Mm. But, but then, you, but 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 then you forget what Aldice has done. Do you not feel a bit more? We were Andy and I talking about this earlier this afternoon. Do you not feel a bit more confident now when it gets to results like that that we actually kind of know how to see out? I would like do, that? but when you're talking about eighty minutes, yeah, eighty minutes, Chelsea, po- yeah. eighty possibly ninety minutes against against the best team in the league by a long way, then yeah. you know you you think we're going to have our backs against because yeah. they'll be they'd be uh, so annoyed. That uh, they've gone yeah, to it, does, it does prove how much the fitness levels of uh, improved from the start off but also what's brilliant about that result is that Chelsea played well it's just not it wasn't those rare days when it's like West Brom fair enough, West Brom had a definitely had an off day and we took advantage of it Chelsea played really well deserved a point probably at least but, but, yeah. but, but <laughs> I think about but it we, but we defended it wasn't just resolute determined defending it was proper defending it was, it was well heroic it was but, it was, but it was also yeah. well organised it was well marshalled even losing two centre backs didn't prevent it because you know Delaney was on for forty minutes of that game more or less. Yeah, and you know going three centre backs at the end. Kelly was on, which people forget. And you know as Andy will be so keen to acknowledge later on, the keeper played out of his skin. Quarter, I did make a very good save. <laughs> <laughs> Completely agree. Had no, right. no right to say that. We'll get on to Hennessy. Did um, did Palace deserve that? Depends, you know, given the circumstances and everything, did they deserve that? Of course, they deserved it because you know, at the end of you know a footballing cliche, but at the end of the day, it's the, it's it's how many goals you score, you know, and we, you know, the the speed of that, especially that second goal, the the speed of the counter attack was just phenomenal, yeah. and the way that Benteke and Wilf 
are playing with each other yeah. and they're just knocking around they, they get a real awareness of where they are now and they were helping each other for both those goals and that was really good to see and just seeing those two just growing confidence even the first 10 minutes but that was Allardyce's plan apparently he wanted those two to be closer together to, to stop Chelsea coming forward because their centre backs start a lot of their attacks hmm. Chelsea yeah. so he kept Louise and Cahill busy most of the afternoon and it wasn't it wasn't the Alamo we, we counter-attacked on quite a few opportunities few occasions we mm. could have nicked another goal so it wasn't so we managed to you know we didn't did count yeah, to was, the, the box for, there was that for, great chance in the second half yeah. that um, Wilf had in the second half yeah. which is a great we had two didn't he one yeah. quarter yeah, yeah. From, yeah. I mean but going back to Penteke we, he's taken a lot of stick from fans sometimes from us on here as well but he, yeah, he's right. that was more of a sort of a well-rounded complete forward performance wasn't it in terms of Putting the pressure on the of a defence, setting up wealth. Like it, it wasn't just a lone target man, was it? Doing? I still think there are times where, and he did yesterday again. He does give the ball away slightly cheaply in possession once he's brought it to the floor. I mean, in terms of bringing it down from the air, I don't think there's anyone better in the Premier mm. League. There are certain times where I think he's got good enough feet that he should perhaps not be caught in possession quite as much as he is. But still, you've got to give him credit for the finish. Given the amount of pressure that he's had upon him recently, the fact that yeah. the spotlight has been glaring at him, given how long he's not scored. His confidence was clearly in a bad place, particularly against Watford. <laughs> to basically put Courtois on his on his arse and to dink it over him took you know quite, it was quite some ability. It was disgusting, wasn't it? Was it? Was it was quite quite some filthy, as the kids say. But if he's listening. Uh, Which I'm sure he is. I'm yeah. sure he, he will be listening to I think he's more of an HR radio man. I know, he's, he's an intelligent fella. He will be, oh, but, uh, oh, that, those are fighting words there, eh? <laughs> Uh, that view does not represent the view of the NYP podcast. It doesn't represent my view either. So I say the first, say the first thing that comes into my head. <laughs> but if um, Christian is what it was a brilliant finish. Just don't take penalties like that. Yeah, yes. no, it's yeah. just because I, I thought it was brilliant. Zahar's interview afterwards because and Zahar just seems like a different young man. I mean, his, his demeanour he's just changed. He seems to be flourishing, whether it's because of Allardyce or whatever. But just he's just a much happier person, and in, interestingly, one of the. Lads who runs a foundation saying that Wilf is now volunteering to do stuff in oh, schools, brilliant. whereas before you had to drag him kicking and screaming. Right. Yeah. But his interview, when he talked about setting Benteke up, when he said, Yeah, he needs, he needs his confidence, I thought I'd put it on a plate and wondered what, what he was attempting and thought, oh, He seemed to know what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> but Benteke's layoff as for Wilf's first goal was. Hmm. Was, was really good and that how Wilf got the power in that shot hmm. from no backlift at all was brilliant because it wasn't just a placement it was the fact that he got the power in it it was a great great goal I think there's we're talking about the confidence of Benteke and I think Wilf along with this as well I think the fact they both did well in the international break I think had a lot to do yeah. with it I yeah. think that especially with Benteke hadn't scored he got two goals I think against he, Russia against Russia yeah. As, yeah. as did Wilf yeah. as did Wilf but Benteke in those two goals that would give him the confidence you know and then Wilf also got that wonder goal for the Ivory Coast Yeah. so I think those two you know that, that brims and also you've got to remember when you go and play the best team in the league you always play You've got whether players say, say or not they, you do give that extra you have to yeah. it's just you, you're bound to and the only other thing for the first goal as well which people not really mentioned it, it was Ward who intercepted the bad Chelsea pass and he was yeah. halfway in their half Yeah. so just after we with that header, was it a header? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just after we conceded the goal, we weren't sitting back trying to mil- li- damage limitation. We went straight on the front foot, and I think that's a, a, a real testament to how things have changed in terms of the. And there's a great thing, there's a great bit that I noticed as well on the TV after the second goal. Ben Tech is talking to a few of the players, and he's just got and he's just looking at me. He's, he's got his two fingers going to his forehead, like yeah. think, think, yeah, yeah. like think. Yeah. Let's not all do a silly dance. Let's think. But doesn't <laughs> that that prove that goes back to that maturity that we've seen exactly. in the last couple of months under Allardyce well also another example of that was Hennessy made one of his outstanding saves amazing amazing, amazing saves that he made but um, it was a, there was a big there was a big scramble in which three or four Palace players got involved yeah. but Sacco went straight to Hennessy and it was like punching the air and was congratulating him and, was like, and that's the sort of thing we haven't seen Palace defenders do to Hennessy yeah. all season so it's like whether it's Sacco's decision or whether it's to do with Sammy Lee or Allardyce it's clear that they're much more of a unit yeah. defensively yeah. Saka really was Saka was immense, a warrior yeah. he was a warrior yesterday well, I still thought that there were times where we were a little bit naive and not just clearing our lines there were, there were a few opportunities where we try and pass it through midfield a bit too much when all it was really calling for but was luckily we had a good goalkeeper so it didn't matter <laughs> <laughs> but the thing <laughs> unbelievable but in terms of the, the naive thing's interesting because in fact the, their Chelsea goal was actually pretty poor defending because no one picks. I've they, got they allowed, the negative stuff. They allowed Fabregas because he set the ball up. He yeah, played that ball yeah. over and then and ran, ran sixty yards yeah. to, to go and but get it. But it was such a good finish. Even Hennessy couldn't do anything about. I mean, ultimately, you've got to. You've got to. <laughs> but 
we'll talk about this. Right? <laughs> Should we just talk about it now? We'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll have words. I'm, I'm making a point first. It's not a very good point, but I'll make it nonetheless. Is it your point you made yesterday that he was just doing his job? Well, we'll come to that. <laughs> <laughs> Making another point first. Uh, you, you kind of got to put in context in that we did have to ride our luck massively, and they did get in behind the fullbacks loads and loads and loads of times. But they are still the league's runaway, probably winners. They're absolutely quality. I was actually yeah. surprised in person how good they actually are. Uh, I've not really appreciated quite how well they just push relentless pressure onto your back four. So uh, it, it was one of those games where you come away going, "How have we come away with three points?" But does that make it more impressive? But it was, it was just a regression, really, because we've had so many games where we've actually deserved something against some of the better sides, and come away going, "How the hell have we managed to come away and actually lose mm-hmm. that yeah. over the last of eighteen months, two years, whatever?" Yeah. It was the first time we've come away from one of those matches against one of the top sides, perhaps getting the three points that we didn't deserve, and go, "Well, you know, eventually that luck had to even itself out a little yeah. bit." Well, I don't think it was a case of, "Well, how did we get away with that?" It was a case of. Didn't we defend well, mm. and didn't we get a little bit of luck that we needed to come? I thought away they, had, they had a lot of clear cut opportunities. Yeah, they, well, they did, but also they put a lot of crosses aimlessly across mm. the box, mm. and a lot of things that are easily dealt with. And they did have some. I mean, Costa's missed but we had a couple. Yeah. Of, it wasn't. It wasn't like a cup tie. It wasn't like a, a league two to as it no. as it was when we went to Arsenal on, uh, over the New Year holiday. When we looked like a league two team playing yeah. at the Premier League side, it looked like a really well organised, really competitive. Really hard working Premier League side. Getting, getting a, 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 a what was like really good about it, all the all the comments I've read and the things I've seen on the TV. Normally, when these things happen, they say how the teams had like the bigger team has mm. had an off day, and nobody was talking exactly. about them. They, played, they, well. they played as you yeah, mentioned yeah, earlier, yeah. I think, and they're all very very positive about Palace as well, yeah. which is and that was unanimous because they did play really well. I met a, uh, played some of the league this morning, and the manager of the other team is a Chelsea fan, and so I was like straight up into him, being like, "Oh, yesterday and all that," and he said. You guys just defended very well. He didn't moan and say, "Oh, we should have won," or that was ridiculous. He just said, "Oh, you guys defended properly." Well, I didn't like, say they were put off by a bit of smoke in the breeze. <laughs> I didn't. No, I didn't come up. No, we did. That was the impressive thing about it. it was, and again, because your heart sank when it ended up being ten minutes injured, not just the fitness, but the, you, you worry about the concentration levels in the past. But it was proper, well organised defending, and we coped with having to change the back four and they changed the system, and it was yeah. they still not do it. And you you can see how much more. Allardyce and Sammy Lee just look more engaged, basically. Then everyone's coming together as a unit. You can whatever it happened in the first six weeks of Allardyce's reign, and it clearly wasn't a happy first six weeks. But whatever was done and said, and as a lot of Palace fans tweeted us yesterday, saying we should mention the Sammy Lee effect because clearly, yeah, yeah, the, clearly the players I know for the, the players really really like him, and, yeah. and he's, he's full of energy, he's full of. In, He's a, he's, he's a bundle. Of he energy. is a bundle of energy, yeah. and he's the one. You that, see it you on know, the touchline, don't you? Yeah. yeah, but Allardyce is the one in training who really, really screams and shouts at them, and and, and then afterwards is really friendly, but yeah. he treats them like men. Yeah. But in training, Sammy Lee's the one going, "I don't. This is fine. It's not take. Don't take it." Well, there's an interview with Towns then, wasn't there, during the week, where he was saying all that Sammy Lee, Lee yeah. was the one that said to me, "Look, you're not you're not doing enough," and yeah. made me look at myself. Yeah. And we've seen we've seen that from him. Yeah. Like, he's been fantastic. But you can see them on the touchline as well. We've talked about this in the past with a number of Palace managers. It's just you. You want. It's like I love. I love Chelsea's manager because right from the start Content, of the season, yeah. you, you want to see that your manager really caught up in the the moment. And and now you see Allardyce and Sammy Lee. That you see how much it means to them. You see the celebrations at the end, and, and you know you see Sako and Benteke celebrating at the end. You well, part of you to get caught up in the moment, but it was just doing dad dancing on the. Well, top exactly. Yeah, he, was caught up. <laughs> he, he waited for them. No, he didn't get caught up in the moment. He waited for the moment. <laughs> he, he waited to do for what the, he, he waited for the camera to be looking at him. Yeah. Well, speaking of waiting for the moment, then let's get Andy Street's thoughts on. Do you do you think that was? Wayne Hennessy's best ever game for Palace. Well, I'm going to have to obviously go back through some fabled, excellent past performances <laughs> to, to think of that one. It was, yeah. He had a very good and competent game. <laughs> <laughs> when you work, you probably, yeah, you're coming from a you, This is a keeper who did manage to nutmeg himself against Villa. Yeah. Not that long ago. But I think. We have to, we, be, we have to calm down on this, though, because no, no, it's, it's going to get to a stage where people will inevitably get carried away because he has had a run of much better games. And start saying, well, he, he's good enough. But the truth is, frankly, over the course of this season, the goalkeeper on the Palace bench should have been starting ahead of him more often than not. And next season, I would hope that the goalkeeper on the Chelsea bench is signed and is starting for him next season. He's, he's, he put in a very decent performance yesterday. I wouldn't say anything was particularly spectacular or technically difficult, but he didn't make any errors at all. That's his decision-making his was fine. Was so good. His, position making was, his positioning mm. and decision-making was fine yesterday. 
generally it's it's not particularly great. Yesterday it was decent. Mm-hmm. I think even a stop clock's right twice a day. <laughs> to, to be fair to Randy, we we've all said in many occasions on the pod when he's had his little moment in the sun. And we've had to say, yeah. Well, Andy or Wayne? Andy, yeah. Oh, okay. But it's it, we've never, and I've, I said it a couple of weeks ago, we, you've never come away from a Palace game going, wow, Hennessy kept us in that. No. And yesterday was the first time. Mm. Yeah. But I think it does reflect a slow improvement mm. in the. No, I couldn't think. First half at Everton this season, he made a couple of good there, saves. But Swans, remember Swansea last season, he made that one save at the yeah, end with Sigurdsson's. Not, well, he did against Southampton, that one save. Yeah. But this was time. Was that the Sigurdsson one where he stepped the wrong way and then just about <laughs> managed to get back the right way? I think Is it that one? But yeah, that's most Sigurdsson yeah, yeah. free kicks. But we it? have seen a growing level. It, it's clear that him and the back four are working together much better than they have yeah. done in the past. And again, I don't know whether that's Allardyce or Sacco or just him having more confidence but I I will disagree with him I think he will be our first choice keeper next season I don't get any sense if he is then there's a massive failing in our recruitment and our desire to actually place ourselves in mid-table the guy's not good enough for that level Well, I'm not saying I disagree with that but I don't what I'm saying is I don't get any sense that Allardyce is in a massive hurry to replace If 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 a replacement came up they might look for him but I don't think he'll be actively looking to replace the thing is how like it's, it was a comp- really confident performance, really good, and we're all talking about it being his best game. But how confident are you guys that he's going to then put in the same performance next week? Because I kind of feel like they, he's still well, he, whatever he, is he, in he him. drops the ball against Watford and is let off by a, a poor yeah. attempt at a lob. That could then end up being two points dropped. I mean, that that type of mistake does happen for him fairly, fairly, re- uh, fairly frequently. And it's the very fact that we're actually saying it's noteworthy that he put in a competent and solid performance. That he didn't make a mistake. That, that demonstrates that he's he probably not good does. enough. Yeah, but even even yesterday, a couple of his parries went straight out to the mm. penalty spot rather than to the side. So yeah. when he got away with them, but uh, we got away with them just decent defending. But I think you have to give the man a break. It's like you have to give him credit. You have to give him credit for that performance yesterday, without yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. I, I was saying to JD earlier. I think it's an eight out of ten game for him. A nine is where you make one unbelievable save and a 10 is where you're making repeated unbelievable yeah. saves he had a really solid game where he did absolutely nothing wrong I thought the, the best thing from him yesterday was actually when the free kicks being delivered in by William in about the 98th minute and Courtois come up yeah. and Hennessy actually makes the right decision to come makes the right decision not to try to catch it and punches really well clear in a really difficult situation which could have quite easily with a really crowded box ended up leading to an equaliser and his decision making was better yesterday but generally is that going to be part of a trend? If it is, great. But, yeah, but I, I personally don't see it. But the irony is, though, it's it's as our defence gets better, as hopefully it, it will do, it will get fewer opportunities to keep us in the game anyway. Or, like, or not keep us, or yeah. not keep us yeah. in the game. Yeah, yeah. like Watford. But it's, yeah. it's like he won't... It's only you know, maybe Man City away, Liverpool away, the other games that you think he's going to get a lot of chances to... And it is true, up. like you said, that there, there is definitely more confidence... In him, in the back four, Without in his back yeah, four, yeah, yeah. like that back five is yeah. way more of a unit than it was yeah. six weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Even though it changed quite a lot yesterday. Yeah, which is even more <laughs> impressive. Even isn't more it? Yeah. Yeah. But you can see he's communicating more with them. And again, I'd be interested to be, you know, intrigued to find out whether that's simply come from Sacco or whether it's something that they've he's obviously got something to do with it yeah. he talks so much he's yeah. talking at them all the time yeah. well also his physical presence as well it's just, yeah. Yeah. and I love Sacco's celebrating at the end he's like, well he cares doesn't he clearly, he cares. clearly cares when was the last time that a Palace defender signed and we won his first four games on the trot that can't have happened often. Well, if only you maybe done the research on a super specific <laughs> question. Yeah, yeah. I've no, yeah, got, got time for that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a question. How would we know that? How would I, no, I don't know. We don't know. Do but my point is, yeah. it's very rare, isn't I can it? Tell you the have last time Chelsea lost on a Saturday. At three, three o'clock. o'clock. It was against us. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And the last time they conceded two goals in the first fifteen minutes. It was interesting in. on the sucker thing. Uh, it was one of the things that Allardyce actually mentioned in his post-match interview. I think where he just said the thing I like about Saka is the amount of information that he's giving out to oh. the rest of his team. So it's clearly not just barking, going, you know, yeah, yeah, effort, yeah. lads. Mm. It's clearly intelligent information that he's imparting to the people around him and actually pulling people into the right positions. And because of that, it's pretty rare now that you actually see massive pockets of space right in front mm. of the back four or with anyone being pulled really out wide or anything like that it, it's now starting to look like a really well marshalled unit we have to I mean goes without saying we have to try and sign him end of the season surely don't we yeah, I think well I don't know I mean I think it's interesting that Allardyce I think it's the first hint that we want to is when Allardyce said the only thing I can say we'll deal with that situation when we're safe but mm-hmm. all I will say is he definitely won't be playing for Liverpool yeah he did say that next season yeah. and I, I think there, there, if 
the ambition that Andy talks about, I think the first two things the club have to do to show that ambition is try to sign him and to make sure we keep keep Wilf. Wilf, yeah. And I think with the squad we've got, it could still do with improving. But if there's money to be spent, there are two areas in which mm. we and want to spend first. Yeah, well, I don't disagree with the new goalkeeper. I'm just my point is that I don't think that that's a priority for. I think Hennessy would be perfect. As long as Hennessy was playing for Wales, I think he'd be perfectly happy to be number two. But. Probably, yeah. Speaking of areas to improve, is it bizarre that we've got to this stage of the season with three new defenders and Joel Ward is the only one that's survived? Well, it's given the given the stick he's got over the last year or so. A couple of the tabloids picked him out along with Sacco and Hennessy today as being really good. It is bizarre. Yeah, you wouldn't have predicted it. When when we you know in the transfer window when you knew new players were coming in, you he did look a bit out of his depth yesterday. In a few, a few early bits. on, I mean, early, early on, on, I was a little certainly. bit concerned. You yeah. know, I I do I do worry about Ward. I, I you know I think he's been a great servant and he's, and he's probably playing some of his best football at the moment. But in a similar way with Hennessy, I don't know. I, I think maybe we should look at somebody get somebody else for next. Season. Well, we did try be. to in in January. We were after Jenkinson for quite yeah, a while, yeah. as yeah. we said in previous pods, and you'd be surprised if if there wasn't some attempt to try to upgrade that position but it was just that there were more pressing priorities we clearly needed the new centre back at that point yeah. and a really really good back. one and, and we really back. really needed a, a well <laughs> needed more than one left back obviously we needed Luca as well and we and really Luka, needed a yeah. midfielder um, but, but Ward has improved defensively yeah yeah. but again you know, it's about the people around you yeah, no, and this is the yeah, whole yeah. thing It's all, yeah. which is why Hennessy's playing better it's the people around you it's yeah. why Kabai's playing better it's just because you know I mean he's a classic example Kabai's a classic one he's playing because he's not the focal point now. I think before he was the focal yeah. point, wasn't he? We yeah. all looked at him to do something. And now there's two or three. You've got Wills playing the best game of his career. You've got Benteke, who's a £30 million player. You've got these other... So I think it gives a chance for Kabai to... Yeah, and and, and Luca alongside yeah, him. Yeah, alongside him. Should, and because, we're, because we're more defensively coordinated in midfield, people aren't breaking on toward like they used to. So mm. it's not he's not getting exposed one-on-one like yeah. he... First half of the season, him and Kelly were constantly being exposed one on one, and found mostly found wanting quite a lot of the time. But that's not happening because we're defending from the front as well. Because I thought Benteke was much better yesterday at closing down their centre backs. Wolf is just, without even meaning to, he's just dragging defenders and midfield yeah, players yeah. to him all the time. And Townsend as well. I mean, Townsend, yeah, no, even when he's not influencing games, he puts a shift in and gets well, back and helps I, out. I, I, I'm still, still astonished at Townsend at the club. Because I thought, <laughs> I generally, I didn't, you know, he fell out with Pardew, he refused to play in certain positions. He looked like a player in a transfer window, didn't care whether he, as long as he picked up his salary, didn't care whether he played or not. And he's he's properly putting in a shift. Well, the Sammy Lee effect. Yeah, yeah. whatever it is. You know. Speaking of Townsend, um, that was handball, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. I I'm, I'm so confused recently by your... Clever segues into the link. Every time you say speaking of Townsend, I think you've got And I in think, part two, <laughs> speaking of Townsend, this is the Townsend of part one. So I, I never know whether these are going to be genuine. Yeah, look, it wasn't. I think he got away with it because he didn't move his arm towards the ball. He moved his body mm. that his arm was attached to. Blood, I mean, <laughs> you'd have been just, you'd have wanted it if it was the other way around. We'd have been angry if it was the other yeah. way around. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But his arm was so close to his body, and, and Porson was quite unsighted. But of so course, we won't talk about it much. No, no, I just, I don't. Well, to be fair, I, mean, I think whoever it was, was it Shearer? Somebody said last match of the day last night that Chelsea players didn't make a much of a fuss about no. it because they just assumed they'd score three or four more goals anyway. And I think that's true. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, and they didn't. Um, okay, right. Let's wrap up part one there. In part two, we've got questions from our listeners. So join us in a bit. <laughs> Welcome back to the Five Year Plan podcast. Hooray! I mean, you've embarrassed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by Vector Printing for all your print and embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. It's Vector with a and uh, JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Very good. Okay, lots of questions this week. Um, First one comes from James Duff Whistle. Hi James. Hi James. And he, simply, he simply says, "Who else is horrifically hungover?" <laughs> uh, me. Yeah, me. Yeah. 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 It was a result definitely worth celebrating. Uh, Chris. I'm oh, not actually. <laughs> uh, Christy Souza one. Oh, hi Chris. Hi, Christy. I know Chris. Says, "Will we ever lose again?" <laughs> Four uh, wins on the bounce now. I think well, we I might th- lose in our first European game. 
Yeah. Oh, nice. Whilst we get so I'm, I'm, see, I'm trying to see this less as a relegation <laughs> battle, more of a really late attempt to get into Europe. <laughs> Good, I like that. Positivity. <laughs> Positive thinking. <laughs> Um, nice spin. Well, well there's, only, there's only two other teams now, Tottenham and... Right, I'm stopping this right here. <laughs> what? I'm stopping no, this no. right here. Do you remember, do you remember Stoke away? <laughs> 19th of December, <laughs> 2015. Yeah. Do you remember us all talking about, oh, well, I, I, do you know what? I can't wait to go to Prague. I really can't wait to go to Prague. You lot can all shut up. I wasn't going to say, only two other teams have won. I, 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 only two other teams have won four on the bounce currently. Hmm. So we're, you know, we're one of the form teams in the Premier League. Tottenham still and someone else. Very, for the record, can I officially state as I did with HOL, that I don't think we're in a late run for Europe. Just, so, just to wipe the scowl. So turn that frown upside down. <laughs> no, but it, and I, I mean, know in the words of The Simpsons, you haven't, that's not a smile or a frown turned upside down. It's neither of those things. It's a scowl. It's just, and uh, yes, no, we're clearly still in a relegation struggle, but I think we've also far more confident than you were a while ago that we've got the means to win the games than necessary. I, yeah. I think 34 points will keep us up, 37 will definitely... Yeah. And I, oh, we've got I think, 31, haven't we? 31, yeah, we've got yeah. 31, and I think I'm confident that we can get enough points to, to stay. I'm not going to say we will stay, because I know what the reaction will be, but I'm confident we have the ability and the wherewithal and the players. Mm-hmm. And we're right, we've brought other teams into the mix now, that's the important thing. We're only two yeah. points behind West Ham with a game in hand, yeah. only a point behind Burnley. And we said that'd be it. We said that we'd get, we might get Nick or Azor against a big team. And, and we've done it already. That's, we've yeah, we've done, done that. We've yeah. got our bonus yeah. win already, basically. And because yeah. uh, uh, you can't, it's almost impossible to imagine Sunderland or Middlesbrough overcoming, turning the deficit on us. Well, Middlesbrough have to try to score a goal first. Well, that, well <laughs> yeah. again, it's just astonishing. They, they were invisible. They, they clearly settled for a point twenty minutes from the end, and then until Gisted, who has now gone thirty-nine games in the Premier League without winning any. Which is apparently a new record. Oh, that reminds yeah. me. Um, How does Rudy Gustav? What does that remind listen, you of? Listen, uh, Fab- Fabregas good. scored yesterday, but that really? was the first time that he has been on the losing side after scoring a goal. Wow! Thirty-five games. Yeah, something like that. Because you know, what's something, something like that. That. forever. <laughs> something, yeah, like something like that. that. It's either forever or not. Who was forever. it the other day? The lawyer. The lawyer. Imagine that in court. Hands. It was it the other Edith day? Hands was, it like was that, James Milner, right? wasn't it? James Milner's got the record yeah. 38 games, and then Fabregas was yeah. behind him somewhere. But anyway, yeah. the point the was, it ended saw, his run. Your Honor, definitely looked something like that. <laughs> anyway, okay. Next question is from Mark Skeens. Hi, Hi Mark. Mark. He says, "Can we organise it so we only play one game every fortnight next season? Guaranteed to win the league. That'll be boring." Long season. My, my dad pointed that out. We do seem to be doing pretty well with uh, coming off the back of midweek breaks, yeah. aren't we? The, I mean, we're using the break well. Yeah, we? absolutely. They were saying on the, That's on the idea, was, that was. about the international <laughs> break. They were saying that, that Chelsea had thirty-nine yeah. members of their squad were away for international. Oh, wow, something thirty-nine like that. members. That's only a third of it. Yeah, nineteen of those were playing for uh, were with England at the various levels. Yeah, yeah. Wow, thirty-nine. How many do we have away, do you reckon? I think we only had four away, didn't we? Because we... Well, we had Wilf, Benteke, Kabai. No, I think Kabai didn't no. travel for some reason. Sacco's not in favour at the moment. Hennessy. Hennessy. Ledley. Ledley. They played against Ireland, didn't they? I forgot. I've forgotten Ledley. Ledley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> still here. Okay. forgotten man. Okay. Uh, I know we talked about Hennessy, but we've got a good question here regarding, regarding that. And it's from XYZ. Hi, Hi X. Hi, X. Was it Damo and Dan with the problems, not Wayne Hennessy? Does he now look much better because Mama and Tompkins are performing at Premier League level? Uh, Interesting. Well, we, way sort, of, to look we at sort of touched on that in the first part, didn't we? He's, he's put it very eloquently. That yes, I. Well, both Damo and Dan were on at various stages of the game yesterday, mm. so. That's true. I, I think it's less. Look, the, the fact is, as people keep saying, what's well, Allardyce's secret? He's, he's bought better players than we had. Before basically, yeah. and the fact is, yeah. I don't think it was Damon and Dan, but the fact is that Sacco, I don't, you know, I didn't see enough of Sacco at Liverpool to know whether this is him, his normal standard, or whether he's playing really well for us. But the fact is, he is a better player than the ones he's replacing, and is clearly doing something defensive wise, but also it's the, you know, the whole coaching, you know, we've got a much better coaching staff now, a much better coaching system, so that may have something to do with it. So, but you know. It's, Let's not anger Street by suggesting that it was... We're just fundamentally <laughs> playing in a very different way. There's now no 
huge pockets of space in front of the back four for people to take pot shots from. Mm. He's not, yesterday yeah, that's true. Chelsea no, were having, to, to, were yeah, having yeah. to pop it out wide and, and sling lots of crosses in because we're now that really, I suppose, Allardyce and Pulis like team who play deep and compact and say if you can pass it through us there, great. But certainly you never get enough space to be shooting within thirty yards from goal at the moment with how yeah. Palace are defending. Mm. And a lot of Hennessy's errors have generally come from low, yeah. hard shots to his to his side from outside the area. Or Gilfie Sigerson free kicks. Or Gilfie Sigerson. <laughs> and we've not played Gilfie Sigerson for some time. Yeah. Um, and, and frankly, when he's not facing those those long range efforts, then he's, he's going to make fewer mistakes. Okay. I think Allardyce, it's interesting how many people talk about Allardyce and Pulis. I just think there's a big difference. Allardyce isn't. I mean, he, he defends. But not as a means to an end. It's, with Pulis, defence was all and basically. Yeah. Although his West Brom team played pretty, at times, decent counter attacking football this season. Yeah, not, not as good as us, I don't think. It's like, but Palace, we are encouraged to go forward as much as we can, whereas you know, we know that Pulis had strict rules about mm. if, the, you know, if we had more than 30% possession, he'd be really crying. I think Allardyce is just much more flexible than Pulis. Than he, he will play different ways for different games. And clear, we said that, didn't we? Yeah. Six weeks ago, and that's, yeah. that's been happening. Yeah. OK, um, just on defend, defenders, James Waddington... Hi James. Hi, James. Hi, James. ...says, was bringing on Kelly at the same time as Damo a masterstroke, considering we'd have had two left-footed centre-backs otherwise? It did seem like a bit of a weird one at the time, but... He brought Kelly on for Townsend, didn't he? Was that... I think it was for Townsend, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. So I guess sort of five at the back. I couldn't quite work it out, but... It sort of three at the backs, would it? Yeah. So. Worked, though. Well, it works, yeah, because we won the game. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that's, you know, those the increasingly small band of Pardew fans will still say, well, you know, some people get lucky with their substitutions and it's like with Pardew. Do uh, those people with, still exist, do you think? There's one or two still, but it's like Pardew, it's not luck when he's getting it wrong week in, week out. Like... Someone, just on that, someone, Andrew Stokesbury, tweeted us saying, where are the Hi. pro Pardew brigade? Exactly, where are they? Well, they're, they're, where you'll, is you'll find out in, if we lose two games on the trot, <laughs> yeah. that's where you'll find out. But they're increasingly few and far between. Okay. Uh, well, it was, always, it was always ludicrous in the first place, frankly, the position that they took, yeah. both on Pardew and on Allardyce oh, yeah. when Allardyce first came in. Funnily enough, manager takes time in putting in a completely new system. Mm. Shock. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> manager in taking a few weeks to get an unfit squad fit. Shock. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew those things would happen? Um, okay. Well, right. The, the connect is back as well. I mean, you just see the, that was old timey Palace yesterday. The celebrations at the end was like it felt. It, it felt yeah. like a, a performance from sort of two years it ago did, or yeah, three yeah, years yeah. ago. Yeah, but we've had those those kind of end of the, end of the match reform, uh, celebrations. We had them down at Bournemouth, you know, and when Benteke scored in the last minute, yeah. he was really up for it. So clearly, the squad hasn't been lacking in in passion or effort, mm. just maybe in fitness. That's because it was a really simple answer that was never the reason in the first place. <laughs> yes, exactly. yeah, yeah. Fitness, and they just and they didn't know where they were playing. Yeah, now yeah. they do, which are quite, quite big things in yeah. football. I've heard. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I so know about not being fit and not knowing what I'm doing. Okay, we. <laughs> you don't know which side of the table you're sitting on. Right? Where you're supposed to be playing. Am I, am I, am I sat? I don't even know what I'm doing. Right, we didn't really touch on Wilf in, in part one. Um, Neither did we, the Chelsea defence yesterday. Um But we have had a lot of questions about him. Was that disgusting as a young people? Yeah, it was disgusting. That was filth. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> but before we get to the questions, though. We we are with Wilf witnessing something special, aren't we? We're, the development of, of a very very special Palace player. It, it, yeah, yes. yes. I mean, it's, yes. he's been. He would, regardless of how well he's played in the last four weeks, he probably would have been player of the season mm. anyway for his his work rate and his effort yeah. in a, in a failing team. But yeah, and it was really interesting to see Shearer squirm last night. As, as, you see, some Pat Palace fans get really annoyed by the, the pundits refusing to admit they're wrong. I'm actually really enjoying it. Yeah. Watching them writhe uncomfortably, <laughs> having to yeah. still maintain with the, like, with the with amount the, of goals with the stats and all, yeah, yeah, quite, yeah. stats at the time. But he, he, he's added all the things that people said he needs to add to his game. He's added. He's added yeah, to his exactly. game. It's maybe the one thing he, he lacks is that getting to the byline. And, but, but he's he's just... Yeah, I mean, and he said, as he said himself, when the, the Sky News report said, is this, is this the best of Wilf? And he went, I'm only 20, whatever it is, yeah. hopefully there's 24. more. 24. Is he yeah. 24 now, but still relatively young. Yeah. He's just, it's just a joy to watch. And the fact is, he's doing it, he's, he's always done little things like that, maybe once, twice. There's always been cameo moments, but it's just three or four. His whole game has just got less complicated, and I think that's what it yeah. is. It's just a lot more simplicity now. He's not trying to be too clever all the time, and he's just getting fitter and fitter. And he's getting more direct, and it's just he's he's, he's 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 a joy to watch. Physically stronger. Yeah, his 
cut out you know, the moaning if he gets battered. And again, I think that's down to the fact that Sacco's there and Lucas there and Punch as captain. Someone fails the heart, they're doing what we've been saying no one's been doing since yeah. Melee yeah. went. They're going to the player, they're going to the ref. Yeah. So Will's getting protection. He is physically stronger. And I think whether it's the Ivory Coast things giving him confidence or whether it's Sam or whatever, but he's just, he's just a different person, full stop. Just his whole demeanour has changed and he's just really enjoying playing football. Maybe it's just because he's got better players around him, but it's, it's, it's clear now that other teams are worried about him, as simple as that. Yeah. You can see that the, he's disrupting people's plans you can see he had four defenders around it as soon as Benteke laid that ball off to him they went straight to him it's yeah. like they knew he still scored and he still yeah. scored but <laughs> there were three or four Palace that was encouraging there were still three or four Palace players who had that space because their defenders went straight I, to him I so think the, the, the whole uh, why didn't he get picked for England debate that kind of reignited last week I think Ivory Coast is actually the the perfect team for him to play for because mm. he's again getting to be the bigger fish in a slightly smaller he pond. Was a and good he, he was also born there as well. Yeah, exactly. And, and people sort of didn't quite people appreciate that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was actually born yeah. there. But if he'd have been playing for England, he'd, he'd be another part of this generation that gets knocked up, gets to, be, built up to be knocked down again yeah. And, yeah. And, constant, and he wouldn't be playing pressure. out of position. And, and also, I've, I was really pleased as well. I've lost a lot of respect for Southgate over... His handling of this thing and the way he went public on it, and I, I think it was brilliant that Wilf actually snapped back and went, or Wilf allowed his people to do it, or whatever, but queried Southgate's timeline yeah. Yeah. because everyone in football knows that what happened was you know, Southgate called him up to the under 21 squad when he was 18, 19. Mm. He was a troubled kid from a difficult background, and, and that was interpreted as being difficult, and it wasn't. He was a kid who was out of his depth and should have been managed and looked after properly, and yeah. Southgate knows that he's allowed. You know, for all that people are saying this is a decent England team in the making, Southgate's allowed one of the outstanding talents mm. of his generation, a, a man who could have played for England for the next 10 years, yeah. and Southgate's allowed him to disappear. And I think the fact that it's settled has really helped Wilf. It's probably taken the weight off his shoulders. Exactly. It didn't help that Southgate said about the whole, you've got to have passion to play for it. I shouldn't it have did. to sell it to you. It's all and it also it's didn't help Harry, Harry Redknapp, who's a man I've got some respect for, but clearly didn't know that Wilf was born in the Ivory Coast. He's going about, oh, well, as soon as somebody says, I don't want to play for England, that's it. They, you walk away from them, like, how dare he sort of thing. Yeah. It's like, no, leave it out, mate. We'll yeah. have a word with your ghostwriter to make sure he doesn't. He checks his facts first. And, and I think Wilf has come out of it with a lot more dignity than, yeah. than Southgate has. And I think most football fans you talk to just go Southgate's an idiot as all journalists are going because he's lost a, who, who, who else is as good as Wilf at the moment in that England team no. doing what he does no. I mean, if, you, if you put Wilf Deli Ali in, that, in the same team together with Kane oh, you know, God, like, yeah. that's and Wilf this really, season yeah. has been involved in more goals than Sterling than Coutinho than Ozil yeah. than a lot of big players yeah, most I mean, of that England squad probably only Neymar in Europe has done more successful dribbles Neymar <laughs> more successful dribbles yeah, it's, it's t- but it's not that. It's his defensive work as well. It's yeah. defensive work. It's astonishing. Like you said, he's done everything people have asked him to do. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, we have had a lot of questions on him, and a lot of them are about whether we will hold on to him at the end of the season. So, uh, first of all, Thomas Finley Hi, Thomas. says, if Wilf goes in the summer, who should we get to replace him? Oh. But in a similar theme, um, in a similar theme, Ben, Hi, ben. says, how much is Wilf worth, worth based on recent performances? And the current influx, influx of money in the Prem. How do we feel well, about that? Of course, what, what, did, what did Balassi go for? 28? No, 25. So start from twice that. Yeah. It's got to be. With he, He's just much more of an all round player. I, I, my, my instinct is that we will keep him. I think, I think he wants to stay. I think even if he, Tottenham seems to be the only team, and again, I'm not convinced that Tottenham's interest is genuine, but I don't think he would be an automatic first team choice at Tottenham. No. And I don't think any of the other teams, because there are still people. I mean, the reason Shearer doesn't like him is he's based purely on four games at Man United. But the fact is that a lot of managers of big teams will be wary of Zahar because they all think it's his attitude is wrong at Man United rather than him being completely and utterly mismanaged. Yeah. Do you think all that but plays into our favour of keeping him? I think it does, yeah. yeah. I think he wants to stay, and I think, I think he. Pay him, what he, pay him what he wants to keep him because it would be a yeah. massive mess and never mind getting marquee signings like Benteke and, and Kabai mm, yeah. he is the marquee signing he's one of the most sought after players certainly in Britain I can't. I don't think yet yeah, he's ready for the bigger teams in Europe to come in for him and I don't think temperamentally he'd want to go to, to Europe Yeah. so if it's you know we've got if we stay in the Premier League we've got 
a wealth of money, and we got massive. We got American. He's obviously so. he's, he's obviously very happy at the moment. Clearly, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, and, and I think he's one of the players, sort of kids that needs to be at home yeah, somewhere where he knows he gets love yeah, from the fans yeah, and the yeah. team and stuff. And yeah. and well, also, as well from a fans' point of view. And, and I think the club have realised this as well that there, there probably has been too much emphasis this season on overseas sales, if you like, on on expanding our reach, mm. which yeah, that's all that terrible sort of marketing jargon. And I think the club have realised that. And in, in terms of, of that narrative, you've got Punchin as a local lad, Wilf's a local lad. You want you know, the, the best way to get young kids to come to Palace from our areas to see people who look like them, sound yeah. like them, yeah. and who want to play football for their for their club. And it's yeah. like they're, they're the sort of role models that. We should be we should be you yeah. know, celebrating it, and it's like Punchin as captain. Perhaps Punchin as captain is brilliant, and just pay what he, pay what it takes to keep him. Simple as that. We have had a question from Matt Paul IG Hi, Matt. Oh, on Hi, Instagram, Matt. who says, "Will Will leave for Spurs?" I think we sort of covered that. I think he will. You, you think do. he will? I think he will. We were split in my group yesterday of three people. We were split two to one. Two thinking that he would go, and one who thought he wouldn't. I just think if if it's the offer of Champions League football, he's now starting to get towards where. Players are in that sort of really sweet spot of twenty four to twenty seven when they start to start to really hit their peak. Spurs have a fantastic setup, coach. It won't be quite the same level of pressure as at um, Manchester United. He's now a bit older, a bit more mature. I would imagine probably would back himself a bit more. I personally thought that he would stay, but then my friend said in response, "Well, you know, Steve Parrish clearly loves him and is prepared to give him what he would want to to stay." You would have thought. So why why wouldn't you throw all the money at him that you need to? I, I I just think it's going to be difficult for him to turn down if if Spurs are very very serious about it. I don't think Spurs are as serious about it. I think we'll get at least another season out of him, and I think that Zaha clearly likes Allardyce, and I think Zaha will be interested to hear what Allardyce says because Allardyce is already making noises about improving the whole infrastructure, yeah. mm-hmm. which again is a veiled criticism of of Pardew because there's no love lost <laughs> between them, but. Yeah. The things Allardyce have talked about improving across the club, I think Wilf will want to be part of that. And also, I think Wilf is one of those people who wants to be part of his problem at Man U was that he was away from his community. I know it's only North London, but still, his roots in South London are very strong. And I think, I think he will make a decision. I think if he's paid what he feels he deserves to get, I think he'll be so pleased about that that he will stay. I don't know if there's any Palace fans who would dispute that he should get paid. What you know? What he no, wants once because we, once he, we, he yeah, deserves every penny. Once we broke the wage structure with Kabai and Pardew made his infamous. Well, of course he's worth more than the others. He's a better player than. Them. And we've shattered it with Benteke. Yeah. Zaha's. You know, out, out, if you had to choose which of those players to keep, it's, well, it's going to be Zaha yeah. every time. Yeah. Matt Paul did add on. Do you know his contract situation? I just saw before we podded Ed Aaron's tweeting that they're going to offer him. A new deal in the summer. Mm. I think he may have signed one last summer, but the club didn't. They don't really announce deals anymore, yeah, do they? Yeah. My understanding is, and it is a tenuous kind of understanding from within the club that they they would certainly they're definitely going to offer him a contract. And my understanding is they will come to an yeah you because know, he's. Right. But I think he will be offered a contract, and I don't think the club will quibble about paying him a salary that will keep him at the club plus all the stuff that goes with it. Okay. Um, just on that, Waggers sixty six. Hi Waggers. Hi Waggers. Um, has That's said Ian Waghorn. By Ian Waghorn. But I think him Hi Ian. I think he prefers Waggers. Okay. Has said. Why There's does a choice it... with Ian and Waggers? You know, Waggers. Exactly. Got Wagger, well, Waggers sixty six yeah. as well. Um, I wonder what... how Waggers' mummer is. What? <laughs> I don't get that reference. I don't mind. Okay. It's a really bad pun based on a chain restaurant. It was yeah. Good. Why does everyone assume assume Will will leave? Wilf will leave, as he's proved already. He plays for who he wants. Exactly. Yeah, so that's the whole. If he wants assume. to play for Spurs, then he'll move. Yeah, I don't think we should assume. I think. It, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think if Pardew was still there, he would have. I don't think he. I, well, no, because if Pardew was still there, he would want to play for a Championship team next season. Yeah, yeah, Can I also offer you someone point, yeah. has left a comment on our Facebook page with, with a kind of theory around oh, the world? Okay. It's quite long, so I'm, but I'm going to try and wrap through. Is it, it defamatory? No, it's not. Who's, who's left the, just... Oh, it's Jamie Penston Raja. Oh, Hi, Jamie. 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 Uh, Jamie. Yeah, yeah, Jamie. Leading questions last comment here. With Wilf getting attacked by big wigs Southgate last week and once again belittled by uh, Alan Shearer on Match of the Day, while being roundly praised by Allardyce, Paris sticking up for him in such an unusually direct way, along with other support from an even from an ex sorry I should have read this before an ex Palace boy Balassi and other players do you think that this will make him feel more attracted to the club attached 
attached to the club due to our commitment and defence of him and therefore possibly more wary of adoration and acceptance elsewhere or am I being overly optimistic and clutching at straws that he won't move onwards and upwards no I think (sighs) I should have pre-read that no I think it's a it's a he gets there in the end he makes a very it's a good point I mean I think it's I think it's really good I think Steve Parrish I'm glad that Southgate obviously got under his skin because he commented about it Steve Parrish was absolutely right to make the comments he made and and if you wanted to be cynical you could say it's Steve Parrish and Sam Allardyce trying to protect an asset but I don't think it was I don't think Parrish is that sort of bloke and I think think, again it's also part of the fact that Steve Parrish realises that maybe he took his eye off the ball a little bit in terms of relationships with the fans and and he's he's determined to rectify that, and I think Parish was of course he's absolutely right. He's right to speak out. Southgate was the one in the wrong. Southgate shouldn't have. Yeah. I mean, it's it like Southgate picking on something. Southgate mismanaged him when he was younger. Yeah. He was, was worried about doing something. He was being so a again, bully. So. Southgate. He was being a bully. He was a real yeah. bully. Yeah. Like a, he was like exactly a bully in the like. school playground. It's kind of disappointing yeah. given that he's he's really really disappointing. Palace captain. Well, yeah. He's really disappointing. And yeah. local lad as well, like Will. Yeah. Really disappointing Southgate. I just thought it was cheap. I thought it was just, and it was just him ad- admitting he, he couldn't admit that he'd made a mistake. Yeah. Uh, and that's what really like Shearer yeah well yeah. Shearer Shearer's a dick <laughs> okay. Shearer, but Shearer I mean I think as I know for a fact that Lineker's been winding Shearer up with the every, you know, the whole end product thing and all that but Shearer will, ad- will admit when he's in the wrong Shearer's just know. annoyed because he wanted to play for Man United and Wilf did yeah that's all it is <laughs> that's a really good point <laughs> that's a good point that's a really good point all Shearer wanted yeah. to do was play for Man United he never did and Wilf did yeah. and it really annoys him it really really annoys him <laughs> That's great. Okay, final question on Wilf then. <laughs> final question uh, for this pod comes from Lelek. Hi, Lelek. Hi, Lelek. And they've put in an Ivory Coast versus England final. Do you want <laughs> Wilf? Wilf's, Wilf's going to win. England to win or Wilf to score a hat trick? Wilf to score a hat trick. If Southgate was manager, then I, yeah, would, I would enjoy. I don't. I don't really. Just I just want yeah. football to win. <laughs> Football's usually the winner. Yeah, football. Football to win. But I mean that goal, Wolf, the Ivory Coast goal was unbelievable, goal. unbelievable, Sick. and to yeah. do it in front, yeah, it was disgusting. It was <laughs> disgusting, filthy. Yeah, and also would really annoy a lot of racist Russian fans. Yes, yeah, yeah that's true. Of, of which there are, of which there are apparently, apparently thirty-nine, apparently something like that. Thirty-nine. <laughs> okay, all right, um, right. Loads of questions. Jack Browett. Hi, Jack. Oh, Hi, Jack. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Jack. He's said, up late. Yeah. <laughs> you should be doing your own work, Jack. Jack said, "Who has been the best transfer this January, Luca or Sacco?" Oh, and there's more. And has their fight brought back the passion from our first two seasons back in the Prem? Good question. Good I think question. I, I think it's really interesting that Milivojevic is getting not overlooked, but already people are taking him for granted. If that's the right, people just mm. even the press go. I've won the reports today. Said Milivojevic had his usual. How do they know? At his usual steady, you know, did what he does. Yeah, week in, week out. Well, what, what he has done in, in his few games at Palace, and already it's like he's been there his whole yeah. career. And he does, but what he does isn't flamboyant. It doesn't stand out. And Sacco does stand out because he looks, he looks the part. You, your eyes drawn to him, and he's he's making. Right, also looks like he's about to fall over anyway. Well, exactly. Yeah, and he's and making, he does, and, yeah. and he's involved in the action all the time. But I, I think. I mean, Sacco is the obvious answer, but I think Luca, in a strange sort of way, long term will probably be the more. Luca is, is the, he was the cog in the wheel that's missing. He was the, yeah. we were yeah. missing uh, Jedi. Yeah. We're missing Jedi. We yeah. all know that. And Luca's the new Jedi. I mean, yeah. that's a very simplistically put. Well, I hate to say it, he's, a be, he's the be, new, improved Jedi. Younger, younger. That, yeah. that was something we really yeah. needed that combative midfielder. Yeah. I can't even say that. In Sacco and Milivojevic, you bring in two arrogant. Players who who know that they're good and expect other players to be around them to be good and you know Van Arnold similar sort of character, Schlupp's getting overlooked as well when he's doing what he what he has to do in a quiet. But we've seen others way. raise their game as a result. Well, without, without a doubt, I thought Schlupp gave away the ball quite cheaply on a number of occasions yeah. just Well, in, in, <laughs> in answer to Jack's question, I think they're both as important to each other in slightly different ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. Screw that, yeah, it was quite interesting to see that in matches against that level of opposition where Jedi always looked a little bit like he didn't really belong on the field against some of the really yeah, good yeah, midfields. I, I mean, Luca looked like he deserved to be on yeah. the field with that Chelsea midfield yesterday. He just he's, he, he joined in a few attacks late on, but generally all he'll do is break up play and then drop into a back three effectively yeah. with yeah. Uh, Sacco on, on one side and Tompkins on the other and just sit. Yeah. And his, he's posi- just, his positional. He's so, just so disciplined good. in how yeah. he does it. 
and because because of that he'll never look like he's well he won't ever have to dive into challenges quite as much as someone like James MacArthur will because he, he reads the game better frankly yeah. and, and he's also, got more physicality about him but, and yeah. again it just provides that platform for Benteke and Zahar yeah to do what they have to do up front because clearly hadn't been there you know no. before that can I offer you a very difficult question uh, yes yeah. from Jordan's Pictures on Jordan, Instagram Jordan, Mr. Picture he said Luca or Jedi Luca oh Luca well it depends for a podcast oh uh, what's the uh, what's the <laughs> what? Luca, or, Luca or Jedi what that's simply it that's it what, what? if, if Je- Luca I mean Jedi will for me is one of the most influential Palace players <laughs> in the last five years but not one of the best Palace players yeah does it feel like it feels like Luca could why are you you a funny face because he's implying that there's no question that that Luca is a much better player than Jedi of course he is but it's like saying you know who do you prefer Jeff Thomas or Luca Hennessy or Luca (laughs) Jedi is a palace legend now but he's obviously not up to Premier League football anymore and he's probably not he was probably never as good technically as as Luca but he had a really pivotal Mm -hmm. position in lots of really key palace moments right then Hennessy or Neuer Cause you've, got, cause you've, got, you've got Hennessy Neuer you think everyone's talking about Hennessy uh, if, if you're talking about Neuer's six year old son I'd still have that Neuer ok just on transfers mm. um, Simeon Pickup hi Simeon I said how excited are you to be getting Jordan Much back from his loan deal in the summer <laughs> well last somebody's come out and said it <laughs> good, last, question. This is sort of good question good question next it's the sort of issue we don't deal with enough on yeah. this yeah, I get I'd forgotten Jordan much as well, but yeah, I think where, we would he, where would he fit in? Much ado about nothing. Yeah. Never a more apt phrase. <laughs> That's the well, best question we've ever had. We've moved on, haven't we? We've moved on from you know much being even it's, even it's, an option off the bench, let alone anything. Yeah. You know, we've progressed so far from that. He plays in the Man City Cup game, I mean, didn't he? And then, but that is incredible, isn't it? You forget. Yeah, Kaiko was on the bench yesterday. Which is good, wasn't it? Who? Was he? Kaiko was on the bench okay. yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, a um, couple of big, big Sam questions, and this yeah. one comes from Tom Barth- Bartholomew. Hi, Tom. Tom. Can you see Big Sam as long term or just end of the season? I think he'll stay next season. I actually. think he'll. Well, where else is he going to go? He's not. He's not going to be England manager. None of the top teams will be after him, unless a team in relegation. I, I think it, there's no reason for him to leave. If, if mm. I think it, he might as well make this his last long term project because he's burnt a lot of boats, unfortunately, with his. You know, tabloid antics, um, and I think he would like nothing better than. I think there was a time when he first came to Palace when he thought, "What have I done this for?" Yeah, well, yeah <laughs> but, but also he damaged his reputation. But I think he would like nothing better than to to stay at Palace and to make a successful team, just to show people what a good what manager is. And also, I think he would like the opportunity to prove that there's more to him than yeah. just a firefighter that just keeps saves clubs, that saves clubs. Yeah. And again, we've said it every every pod it's already the best squad that he's ever worked with Yeah, and he will look to improve play and the fact is you you can't overestimate the fact he was England manager and in terms of that's probably uh, the best squad he's ever worked with isn't it no I, well, no England not current England squad I think Palace would give the current England squad a, oh, oh, that's a decent a game I'm not in that the, the, current England, the current England first 11 wouldn't beat Chelsea it's not a vintage England it's not team a at all, is it? You take Deli Alley out of that, you take Harry Kane out of it. Well, then you've already well, taken two out of 11 out of your team. No, no, but it's not. <laughs> well, it's not. Okay, well, we can't have Will Zahn or Ben But it's not. There's no Stephen. There's, there's no players. Of the the England, current England squad are having to make a virtue out of the fact he's got to make a decent team out of them. Yeah. It's, That's really not, interesting. Not, you know, Kyle Walker and... Uh, I, don't, I don't even think this is a debate, frankly. Kyle Walker or Joel Ward. But oh, we've just beaten no, no, be Chelsea, so... Well, if you want to be pronouncing about it, which is your, you get paid to do as a lawyer... Uh, so you can spin things out, so you get paid yeah. even more, Your yeah. Honour. That's why I'm right. keeping you talking. <laughs> it's it's like it's running. It's, 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 it's without about. Yeah, it's like do Uber do lawyers. Yeah, it's it's the best club squad he's ever worked with, without a doubt. And I, I think and it's West Ham better than this. Well, oh, you're just, oh, straight. <laughs> okay, can I, I, the sun okay, can I move it on to another? But yes, the fact, is, my point, the point I was trying to make before I was uh, interrupted by my learned friend. <laughs> the point was, as in, as an ex England manager, no matter how brief, it will make it easier for him to attract players of a certain level from abroad because the yeah, ex England manager comes with a certain cachet so. okay so just a couple more on that Jack Aubrey hi Jack, Jack has said Big Sam gets a lot of stick if Palace survive this year will he get some credit of being a fairly decent tactician and manager I think he's getting that already to be honest you think? I think he's already getting it from Palace fans I think but from maybe from the wider sort of footballing uh, uh, world I think 
don't care about them. I think this will be his best achievement, in a, even though this is a, a decent squad. Mm. I think it'll be his best achievement. And the fact is, I've been... I've, I pretty much thought most of his work was done by you know, morale boosting, and, and but he's a much shrewder tactician than I thought he was. He's much better with players than I thought he was. Yeah. He's much more flexible with his, his style. He changes tactics according to... I think... Yeah, I think he. I think he will get credit. I think he. I think he is starting to get credit for more. There's a really the Telegraph report by Jim White was a really interesting discussion on how he's clearly added more flair than people give him yeah. have ever given him credit for. Even though he's always yeah he had the occasional player like JJ Okocha and the occasional good result, uh, you know like beating Chelsea with Sunderland. But I think the last four games are starting to show people a, a, a different yeah. sort of. I think we've all sort of been a bit pleasantly surprised, haven't we? Uh, yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not okay. been surprised one bit, actually. I, I thought, if you give him enough time... I've been sleeping with your wife. I'm not surprised well, okay, one right. bit. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that if you gave him enough time, he, he knows how to organise a defence. He knows how to motivate a team. And he's I done love that. Street when he does his moods. He's good, isn't he? Just everything you say, yeah. no, don't agree with you. Okay, <laughs> love him. <laughs> love the streets. Final I've walked down that street many times. I'm enjoying it. I've often walked down the street before. I've never felt no, it been in my feet before. Jeepers, jeepers. <laughs> right, final Big Sam question goes to the wonderfully named Luke C. Rat. Oh, hi, Luke. Luke. Who says, just bring it down a little bit. Despite our excellent form, could Sam's poor start, one win from eight, still end up costing us? Oh, hello, Andy oh. Street. Yeah. Hello, Jesus. Yeah. In fact, I'm Whoa, Lord above. Excuse, excuse me. I, I, I resent that suggestion. Because if we, if, we end up, if we end up going down, it'll be because we didn't sack Pardew six so, weeks earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Very good point, Street. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. You could go to bed. <laughs> but okay. yeah, I understand. I think. I understand the logic to that question, but I think it would only—it would be a more valid question if we hadn't just won four games on the yeah, yeah. On, on, on the spin. spin. And, yeah. and and we said we'd said previously that he'd said other clubs. It takes me a while to bed in. Sunderland took me six yeah. or eight games. Yeah, and, stuff. and yeah. the exact same thing has unfolded at Palace. Yeah. Final question then for this pod goes to someone I've picked mainly because of their name. It's a good question as well, but their name, and that is from <laughs> Fergus Endersby. Hi oh, Fergus. Hi Fergus. No, not no Fer- relation. Not Fergus no, Endersby no, one. Mine's Andy yeah, Cott, true. my name. Yeah. <laughs> Fergus Endersby. It shares one syllable. <laughs> oh, it's weird, isn't it? Two yeah. syllables. <laughs> one, two. Anyway. Reasonably. Reasonably. <laughs> yeah. Where can we expect Palace to be this time next year? Europe. The Premier League. Europe. Europe. Yeah, with Wayne Hennessy uh, lifting the Can't be captain. Europa League trophy. They've been putting antifreeze in the Pinot Grigio and the Norbury Co-op. <laughs> I think yeah, I think James Endicott got the answer right in the Premier, Premier League. League. Yeah. In the Premier League. Yeah, okay. and that's you know, yeah. and I think that's that's good. And that is reasonable. That's a good place to be. That's reasonable. Yeah, yeah. There's, no, there's, 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 there's no winning. Go- we're going to get in La Liga or anything like that. Probably so not. Might as well no, just no. stay in the Premier League. No. That's good. What I reckon. Don't know. No, I agree. Hennessy will find a way. Yeah, there is a way. Yeah, Hennessy yeah. will find it. He'll drink his way there. Okay, right. Uh, thank you for your questions this week, listeners. Uh, right. After the break, we're pre- previewing two games Ooh. for Palace because we've got a busy April schedule. Uh, so join us then. Welcome back to part three of this week's Five Year Plan podcast. Hey! hey. Terrible news about Wolfgang to Tottenham in the meantime. <laughs> oh, God, do not joke about that. Uh, Pod 209, sponsored by Vector Printing for your print embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk, and that's Vector with a... Hennessy. What did you say? Hennessy. You need to improve your spelling, son. <laughs> and uh, JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will, I will, I will. Can, will. Good, well done. Will. <laughs> so... Busy April for Pat. Seven games, I believe, we've got Is it? this month. Yeah, or well, including including Saturday. Quite a few mid- midweek games, starting with Southampton. Oh, did not include Saturday. Oh, I see well, the Saturday just gone. Which yeah. was the Which April. was April, yeah. So April. Oh, I see, I'll get, I'll get um, yeah. There's nothing foolish about well, that. Which we now call it Hennessy Day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if we celebrated that every year. We? What, what the one <laughs> week? <laughs> the one day out of 365 where he puts in a decent performance. <laughs> Okay, so uh, there's two games for the next pod. So we've got Southampton midweek and then Arsenal at home on the Monday after the weekend. Yeah. Mm. So two games to preview. It's just um, well, not, the, not the Monday before the weekend. 
Yeah, all right. Facetious. Well, technically, but we we rarely well we haven't got a league win there since two thousand and seven. Mm. But do you think, given the last four games uh, on the win, on was the that the James Scowcroft one? I think it was the Scowcroft mm. hat trick yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. Are we feeling more confident then? Right, well, because well, their, their home form, I didn't realise until watching the dire highlights of the Bournemouth game last night that their home form is. I think only Middlesbrough have scored fewer goals at home, and I think only Palace. Middlesbrough and somebody else have won fewer games at home. They haven't played a lot recently because they've had quite a few postponed for yeah. the cup run. My, if it had been Tuesday, I'd be really worried because I think my, my big fear is that we put so much energy, physical and emotional, into Saturday's game that they might yeah. be sort of running on empty. But I think by Wednesday... I think this is one of the games four weeks ago we, we had this on a list of four games that we could yeah, possibly from. target yeah. from. But now I think we... I think they'd be more worried about playing us than we would about yeah. playing them. I mean, the, the amazing thing is we're just running up. We'll be running high in confidence. Yeah, and that's you know when you've done when you played four games and not lost a point and only considered one goal. Yeah, it's, you yeah. know it's you, you can't we can't be going into the game in any better shape really. No, I mean, but I would absolutely take one point out from it. Oh, absolutely, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like we said before, fitness levels are a lot better than they were under yeah. the previous regime. But still, you've got a lot of games this month, so it's going to be difficult to sort of manage those players when you got. Week, it's like a championship, you know, it's like a month of championship games, weekend, evening, weekend, evening. So that's not going to be easy, is it? No, it's not just us, though, is it? Most teams have got a pretty hectic schedule this, yeah. this month. Uh, it, a lot of it depends, I think, on Tompkins' fitness. There's been no, been no word about that. Well, they, they said it was a calf strain, but mm. there's been no official announcement as far as I know. But yeah. rumours are that Dan is probably out for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's nasty. Luckily, the squad has been improved. And I don't know. I don't think Van Arnold's far away from no. fitness. No, but, but even so, we, as I said, we played you know, a lot of that game yesterday with Kelly and, and Delaney. Yeah. So I, I would be, I'd be less worried about them coming back into the team than I would have been in January. Yeah. I, uh, oh, as long as Kelly's not at fullback, then yeah. I'll be getting quite upset. But I think as as long as. One of those two, if if that's what it's got to be, is playing next yeah. to Sacco. Delaney looked relatively assured for the yeah, remaining yeah. part of yesterday. Yeah. So it was quite amusing in some ways in that it felt like it was yet another instance in which we kind of gone. Well, Damo's had his good run. Well, we've now faced <laughs> him. We've now phased him out of the team. Yeah. Now he's back. Won't have to call upon him anymore. Yeah. yeah. And then we're like, oh no, it's okay. We've got Dan to come. Oh no, hi Damo, back yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. We did it right again. We go no, back to those options. We got options in every every position. Well, exactly. Now. At least it, it shows the strength of the squad in, in that Delaney was the third choice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which we quite kind of assumed he would be, didn't we? Yeah. Start yes, last season, but now he is. Um, st- I think you'd still really be hoping, given the form that Tonkins and Saka have found, and given yeah. oh, the wobbles, the wobbles that, that Damo had earlier in the season, that point that Tonkins is fit sooner rather than later, yeah. and, and some of the shots to. Kelly's confidence that he had early in the season as well. I yeah. mean, you really do want Tomkins to be fit for that running. But I also, mean, I think I, if you had to choose one game out of Southampton and Arsenal for Delaney to play, yeah. he would be Southampton. Yeah, you'd you'd rather Tomkins was ready for. Yeah, yeah, because Southampton are a relatively straightforward team. You know, and some of the movement Arsenal can must. You know, depends what sort of mood they're in. But. <laughs> Southampton haven't won a home game in the league since January twenty second. Uh, they look poor, but they haven't played. They haven't played a lot, and they've were, they've were poor against Bournemouth, weren't they? They, they, yeah, they were very poor against us at Sellers Park as well. I mean, yeah, not. they were. Yeah, well, Fraser Forster literally gave us yeah. the first goal. Um, okay, well, let's move on to the Arsenal game then. Um, we have had a question from Alfie. Hi, Alfie. Hi, Alfie. Hi, Alfie. What's si- it all about? I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Smell all mumsy. <laughs> uh, not Alf- before the others, not after the others. We have the bloody others. Alfie says it couldn't have been more in the sweet spot of cultural references from the man that's from the man who would be king anyway Alfie says shadows on me lungs do you want to read this out in that, in that accent <laughs> do we now have a chance of beating Arsenal and staying up quite, quite a direct question I mean we, the we, first, we, second we, part we, of that question we have a chance of yeah, um, we never beat Arsenal do we I think it, the one thing we've wanted in the Premier League is to beat Arsenal certainly at Sellers Park yeah, I mean they defensively they looked, they looked all over the place today. Yeah, uh, and I think it'd be a really good point of comparison from 
how bad we were in that game between Christmas and New Year when yeah. it was frankly embarrassing at times to be perfectly honest you, I mean Street he talked in the first part about you know getting away with stuff against Chelsea but the, the level of difference between the you know the two teams and the performance because that was that we did look like a League 2 team playing a Premier League team that, that day it was a good goal from Jury though wasn't it well it was but even yeah. so it, it could have been five it could have been six we were overrun especially at yeah. fullback and it, I think I think Allardyce will be telling the players that I think this is a good time to play Arsenal. The more uncertainty you want, what you yeah. want is more marches, more aeroplanes. Yeah. Yeah. You want more <laughs> uncertainty. And, and they've got some brilliant players going forward, but then so have Chelsea. Yeah. But at the back, they're nowhere near as good as Chelsea at the back. In terms yeah. of their, so, their two central midfield players are so static and their back four is so prone to mistakes that yeah. we should go into that game thinking that we can win it, which is a big the big difference and I think the fact we've already had our bonus three points from the from, because everyone, everyone in the past week has talked about how Palace is running yeah. Yeah, now we've got three points from it that we thought we may get from three draws if we were lucky we've, we've banked that three points so I think we it's, again it's almost another free hit I guess we'll have to be sort of looking to the skies a bit because there's going to be I'd imagine some sort of banner <laughs> flown over Sellers at some point or, yeah, hopefully knows? by Alan Pardew yeah. <laughs> if we get something from the Southampton game then I've, I've, well, even if we don't, the atmosphere on Monday night's going to be proper. I think you know, proper old time palaces we talked yeah. about. Yeah. Front of the cameras. Yeah. It'll just be getting dark at kickoff time, so I'll yeah. be happy. Still us on the lights and yeah. all that, like it used to be. There'll be a massive. I imagine the whole of the homestead will have a big Hennessy banner over it. <laughs> possibly the White Horse, possibly the White Horse, and both stands as well. I will not fact, be contributing. If we have, I'd, what I want is the Homesdale to have a massive banner of his like upper body, and then. Arms on one side of the half away, legs of the white horse. <laughs> yeah. And it'll the feet like, will be static back yeah. and forth. And it, it'll, yeah. it'll say Wayne Hennessy, right up our street. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'd like to see Kayla fly, fly into his mouth. Yeah. Did you see the, uh, the Charlton fan that attempted to, to punch Kayla got convicted? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. trying to punch an eagle. Attempted uh, assault on an eagle. Did you see? And his, over, his, to you, over to you, my learning. His defence well, was, but I did it in self defence. Yeah. Self-defense in, in the same way that he threw a barrel at the police afterwards before he was arrested. Isn't that like a, a, they remind me in some ways of uh, when the Newcastle fan punched the horse? Oh, yeah, and no, his, his defense wasn't it that he had really bad uh, dental pain? Yeah, and that he well, the horse or him? No, no, the man. Yeah, and that he was having to flail about because his his mouth hurt so much. But it That's was one of my favorite quotes from Kayla's handler in court. who said, "Eagles can't take a punch." <laughs> she said they are vicious creatures, but they got very. Well, very I've seen, I've seen Pete the Eagle on a night out. So, well, Pete can throw. We've seen we've seen him throw a few punches, Pete. <laughs> okay, uh, that wraps up this uh, this week's pod. Whoa. Rather joyous pod. Thank it? you very no, much. Thank you very much for joining us <laughs> on right. uh, the Wayne Hennessy pod. <laughs> um, that's it. I, I resign. Uh, finally. Um, oh, well, hooray! Do you think Vector would embroider Wayne Hennessy's? Face onto something for us. Onto, onto the street's face. Oh, the tattoo we've always been promising we should get. <gasps> they can embroider we'll his get... feet onto the goal line so they're set for once. <laughs> Wayne Hennessy tattoo. We'll get Wayne Hennessy's face tattooed on our face. Okay, we'll be with you again after the Arsenal game. So, two games in the meantime. But um, yeah, that's it. See you then. Hey, it's Jesse Kelly. Ronald Reagan famously once said the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Americans are losing faith in the banking system. And at the same time, the U.S. government could soon be headed toward a centralized banking system. How scary is that? How do you protect yourself as the government gets more involved in your life? For me, owning gold is one way. Having gold that I can see and touch makes me feel protected. Having a portion of your retirement in precious metals is another way to feel protected. I don't own crypto, I don't own NFTs, and I don't buy meme stocks. I don't invest in things I don't understand. If you are like me and want to feel safe, it's time to call my friends at the Oxford Gold Group. Go to www.oxfordgoldgroup.com to learn more. Again, that's www.oxfordgoldgroup.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.